Hey everyone, welcome back to the Period Chats podcast. I'm your host, Kate Morton. I'm a registered dietitian with a master's degree in human clinical nutrition and the founder of Funk It Wellness. Today, we are going to be doing another solo episode, just me and you chatting about nutrition. It's going to be a quick one, but it's on hormonal acne. Now, you guys voted for this one on the poll on my Instagram story, and I'm really excited to talk about this because hormonal acne is actually what got me into hormone health. If you're watching the video, I've got no makeup on. You can see no hormonal acne, and I used to have ear-to-ear acne, and I really could, I ignored a lot of other period symptoms that I had and the acne was one that I just felt like everyone else could see and nobody could see me because of the hormonal acne. And so I really started diving into hormone health and learning more. This is where I learned about seed cycling and cycle syncing and all of these amazing tools for hormones. So really hormonal acne was the beginning for me. And if you're dealing with hormonal acne now, or you've ever dealt with it in the past, It is stubborn and frustrating, and honestly, it's painful too. Like my hormonal acne was so painful when I would lay down to put my head on the pillow, I could feel it on my cheeks and my chin. And so we're going to really dive into that. When we're talking about hormonal acne, it's usually a deep cystic acne that's around the jawline and the chin, and it usually comes either around ovulation or around your period when we're having big hormonal shifts. Before we dive into nutritional tips for hormonal acne, I do want to put it out there that getting to the root cause of your hormonal acne is a whole other podcast, and we're actually going to have a naturopathic doctor and a friend of mine come on and dig into more of the root cause analysis when it comes to hormonal acne, but today we're going to look at the nutritional pieces of it. So all things aside, getting to the root cause is really important. For me, the root cause of my hormonal acne was estrogen dominance, which I've talked a lot about on Instagram, and we need to do a whole podcast episode on this too to really dive into it. A lot of people have estrogen dominance, but that was definitely the cause of mine. PCOS is another common root cause of hormonal acne, gut disruption. Any kind of gut issues are going to be really, really impactful on our hormonal acne, food intolerances. This is a huge one. Um, skin and food intolerances and gut and hormone are all so interconnected. So estrogen dominance, um, PCOS, some kind of food intolerance, um, having anything going on in the gut like SIBO or anything that can disrupt our gut bacteria, that's going to play a role in hormonal acne blood sugar imbalance is going to play a big role in hormonal acne. Um, And there are other things, but I just want to run through kind of some of those things in the beginning that can be the causes before we jump in to different nutritional elements of hormonal acne and things that we can do to support it. Because I know I spent so much money on skincare and I wish I would have focused more on my nutrition first. So let's dig in. Okay, so top nutritional elements that can impact hormonal acne, starting with vitamins. So when we're thinking about vitamins, they're going to be important for our skin health, specifically hormonal acne. The ones that have been shown by research to help with hormonal acne and preventing it are vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E, and all of the B vitamins. So when we're talking about vitamin A, foods that contain vitamin A. And remember guys, we're always talking about a food first approach. And for vitamin A, we're going to have sweet potatoes, carrots, dark leafy greens like spinach and kale, squash, cantaloupe, and bell peppers. 
vitamin C. Vitamin C, you might be familiar with putting it on your skin, but it's actually really important for collagen production inside of the body, um, which is where that's really important. Vitamin C is underrated when it comes to collagen. So citrus fruits like um, oranges, lemons, grapefruits, strawberries, kiwis, bell peppers, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts. Vitamin D. So obviously you can get vitamin D from the sun or fortified sources like dairy products, orange juice, cereals, and supplements, mushrooms, egg yolks, cheese, and fatty fish. The cheese is going to come into contradiction in a little bit later. Vitamin E. So almonds, sunflower seeds, hazelnuts, spinach, broccoli, and avocados. B vitamins, specifically B6, B12, and B5. So you can get those from meats like chicken, liver, beef, eggs, nuts, and seeds, legumes like beans and lentils, and dark leafy greens. So talking about these vitamins and minerals, these are things that we're going to want to be getting in our daily diet from real food sources in adequate amounts. So keep that in mind with the foods. Um, when we're the next, so that's the vitamins. Minerals. We're going to be looking at zinc and selenium specifically for helping with hormonal acne from the mineral mineral side. Um, they play a very important part in hormone health as well. And if you think about zinc, some foods that can be rich in zinc are oysters, um, nuts and seeds usually have a lot of zinc. So those are going to be some good elements. And then selenium, Brazil nuts are a great source of selenium, which is also really important for thyroid health. And I didn't mention that earlier, but having thyroid disruption can also impact hormonal acne. The next thing. So that's our vitamins and minerals. Um, and these are all going to be in the show notes too. The next thing is blood sugar and glycemic index. So something that we do understand with hormonal acne is that when our blood sugar is imbalanced and we have cortisol and our stress hormones rising, this also causes other cascades of hormone disruption, which can lead to hormonal acne. It's one of the reasons why um, intermittent fasting, hormonal acne is actually, it can be a side effect of intermittent fasting. I see this a lot when I'm working with people and they've been intermittent fasting for a long time. Their blood sugar is very out of whack and that leads to acne. Also, when we're talking about PCOS and acne, um, the blood sugar balance can play a role there. And then also the increase of testosterone can also play a role in hormonal acne. So some quick things to remember with blood sugar balance. Um, don't do coffee, caffeine on an empty stomach, intermittent fasting. That's a no for hormone balancing. Um, so we're going to want to look at, it's fine, obviously like 12 hours while you're sleeping, that type of thing, but we don't want to be going long periods without eating. So we want to get really focused in on listening to our hunger cues. We want to have fat, fiber, and protein at every meal. That's one of my biggest hacks because I'm not big on counting macros, but fat, fiber, and protein is going to be really important when you're kind of looking at balancing things out. Um, 30 grams of protein at breakfast can be difficult, but I do like, it's hard for me and I get that. And especially if you're not a breakfast person, but it really does make an impact on blood sugar balance throughout the day. And then we also want to be looking at just really making sure we're listening to our bodies. It's really easy to get busy to, you know, not like not be hungry, but make sure you're having time to sit and eat and focusing on that blood sugar balance. And if you get a little stressed about eating, like I was listening, um, I've been watching my aura ring around stress. 
you guys know I have a um, history of an eating disorder. Food is still really hard for me. Um, I do a little meditation before I eat and it really helps because if we're going to eating in fight or flight mode or in stress mode, that's also not going to be um, as beneficial when we're talking about blood sugar balance because cortisol impacts blood sugar balance. Also, in your luteal phase, you're less insulin sensitive and you don't utilize protein as well. And that just means your blood sugar is a little more unstable in the luteal phase. I get hangry a lot more in my luteal phase. So pay attention there for the blood sugar balance piece. Um, Dairy. Look, the research is weaker on dairy, but there is some evidence that dairy can cause inflammation. For me, dairy is a food trigger. Unfortunately, it has been horrible for my hormonal acne, even like when I was in Italy a few weeks ago ate a bunch of dairy, came home, next cycle, was very broken out. Um, so I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but dairy does seem to have some link to hormonal acne. If you're really struggling with it, I do think it's worth cutting it out for a few months and seeing how you feel. Um, it may not be your trigger, but a lot of people I work with when we cut out dairy, they're like, oh yeah, my hormonal acne is getting better. And there is research to support that while it's limited, just to be like real with you guys, it's not a lot of research. It is there. Um, the next thing that is really important into kind of other supplementation routes are probiotics and fish oils, or um, and you can also do plant-based forms of omega-3 fatty acids. So these two things, um, probiotics have been shown to help with gut health. The one caveat I have to that is a probiotics not for everyone. If you're actually experiencing a lot of like bloating, gas, GI symptoms, I would argue there's something deeper going on. And we really would want to look at doing like a GI map and figuring out what's going on because probiotics, if you have something like I've been dealing with SIBO for the past year, I'm working with my own dietitian, a probiotic is not the right fit for me. I actually had to cut out all my probiotic foods and stop drinking kombucha, which I love those things, but my gut symptoms did get better. So if you are experiencing a lot of GI discomfort, I don't recommend doing a probiotic without doing testing to figure out what's really going on. Um, so that's my caveat with probiotics and they are not all created equal. Um, I do think that could probably also be a whole other episode. Whenever I'm talking to you guys on here, I kind of figure out I'm like, oh yeah, we could be doing like a whole other episode on that. But the whole point of that research was showing gut health. So where the probiotic research was done, it was showing that gut health really does impact hormonal acne. Um, so if you think a probiotic's right for you, are you working with a practitioner? That's a great idea. If you're experiencing a lot of GI discomfort, um, let's get you working with someone to figure out what's going on there. And then if they think it's a good decision to move to a probiotic, the omega-3 fatty acids, it goes back to inflammation. So acne is inflammation a lot of times. And so the omega-3 fatty acids help to lower inflammation and be supportive in the body and also help with cell turnover. So that's where the omega-3 fatty acid recommendations come in for hormonal acne. Um, a few other things I think that are really important that I've done personally, that is staying hydrated, drinking a lot of water, um, stress management. It's not necessarily a nutritional tip, but keeping our stress under control and keeping our cortisol under control helps keep our hormone balance, our hormones balanced, and it also helps with acne. The hormonal acne is connected back to stress. So that's one piece. And seed cycling, you guys already know, I swear by it. 
that is actually how I found out about seed cycling was when I was dealing with hormonal acne and I just like thought nothing was ever going to help. I was about to go on Accutane. It got recommended to me within three months, my acne had started healing. Um, and that's with all of these changes. You need to make any of these changes, like consuming these vitamins and minerals from food. If you're cutting out dairy, if you're doing anything, you need to give it at least three months. I really also do recommend seed cycling. Like it's one of those things where as long as you don't have an intolerance or an allergy to the seeds, it's a food-based approach that can be very beneficial. I like, I just can't like, it's one of those things that like, I will never not seed cycle because it's helped my skin so much. And I've never had this clear of skin in my life. Like skin's kind of always been my issue for the past four years. It hasn't been, and it's been a very freeing feeling. So I do all these things on the list. Um, and then I also seed cycle, stay hydrated and use meditation. I just do a quick five minute meditation in the morning. I can link that for you guys because it really does help me. So We've got some vitamin mineral tips. We've got blood sugar balance. We've got um, omega-3 fatty acids and gut health support and limiting dairy and then seed cycling and staying hydrated. So this is your this is my little download on if I'm dealing with hormonal acne, this is the approach I would take. And then when I'm working with people, we usually start here. I also think it can be beneficial to also get micronutrient testing done to see where you are low because again, your root cause could be different. These are just some more general tips. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You can send it to a friend, share it with anybody you think it might be helpful with. And then if you're listening on Spotify, you can like leave comments and questions and submit things on the poll. So be sure to do that. And then tune in our next episode. We are going to be busting some myths with another one of my dietitian friends. It's a guest episode. So thank you guys for listening and I'll see you again next week.